Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Listen, it's The Bird Show. So yeah, if your friend sends another friend's husband a nude, I think it's pretty shady. Are we going to spend a lot of time on this? This seems pretty obvious. I mean, you would think it seems pretty obvious, but me and my mom were pretty divided on how we would handle this situation. So when she told me about this hot suburban gossip, I was like, (laughs) well... It sounds like a pretty easy thing. Like, just because somebody wrongs somebody else doesn't mean you should ditch them as a friend. But she felt like it was a little bit of a moral dilemma where if somebody did this, you should oust them from the friend group. Like, that's a red flag for the friendship? Yeah. Like, if if they're going to do it to somebody else, who says they're not going to do it to you? So, essentially, there's a couple players at play here. So, we have a couple. We have John and Linda. They are married and are best friends with a couple, Jill and Larry. So Jill and Larry have a little bit of a history of cheating on each other. Uh, Infidelity is not new to them. And so at at this particular moment in time, Jill and Larry are separated. Okay. And so Jill sends a nude photo to her best friend's husband, John. John, being the upstanding husband that he is, goes to Linda and is like, hey, uh, Jill just sent me this very scandalous photo. I'm not really trying to do anything with her. She's not my type. And also, I'm married to you. So (laughs) I just wanted to let you know that this is going on. Good uh, for him. Yeah, right. Good for him. And so it ends up getting out in this suburban mom friend group where it's like, did you hear that Jill stepped out on her husband? I mean, I know they're they're separated. I know that they kind of cheated on each other, but she sent a nude to our friend's husband. To her best friend's husband. Yes. Uh. Now the friend group is completely divided because some people feel like, okay, well, she's obviously in the trenches. Like something is going on. You don't just cheat on them if if there's not a deeper issue here. And then there are people like my mom. And my mom's not really in this friend group. This is just gossip that she's heard. That are like, you know, we probably should oust them because who's to say that she's not going to do it again? They already have this long history of cheating on each other. Who's to say she's not going to send a photo to my husband? That's the thing right there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I would. <sighs> I, 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 I still don't quite understand the defense of it for a half of this group. Like why you should stay with them? Yeah. Because if, if it was me, honestly, I don't like the idea of abandoning a, abandoning a friend in any situation, you really would have to wrong me for me to nix you out of my life. Like you would have to be continuously awful to me directly for me to cut you off. Or if they were a racist or if they were like super sexist, misogynistic, something like that, that goes against your morals and values. Yeah, something that I didn't align with. I mean, obviously like cheating doesn't align with my morals, but at the end of the day, like if your friend does something wrong, I wouldn't want to just abandon them because they made a mistake. I would actually want to really help them through that. So that's where I was coming from. But my mom was like, well, this person's obviously a terrible human. And I I don't think if it's a continuous pattern, which obviously it is, I don't think that's necessarily a wrong observation, but I just couldn't see myself ever ousting somebody. I would want to know the why behind it. So I would have to talk to Jill and be like, why did you send a nude photo to your best friend's husband? and try to get into that psyche and understand like if there is any reasoning because like yes there are terrible people and then there are people there are just people who did terrible things um 
I'm, I'm putting this into my friend group and like what would happen if one of like, because we have, there's uh, four of us, right? Uh, and we're all very close. And if one of them sent a nude photo to another one's husband, that would alter the friend group forever. Mm. Yeah, I think um, I'm trying to think to myself what why this would be an offense that I wouldn't even think twice about. And because I wouldn't want to abandon a friend either. But I think it comes down <clears throat> to the word mistake. Like, I, I think some things you do. And you can look at it and go, I can understand how a person may have been in that situation and they didn't mean it or things happen. But to sit there and and knowingly send a nude in this situation, I feel like you did it to yourself. Mm. Like you knew what you were doing. Yeah, you, take responsibility you for gotta your actions. T- you got to own that one. Yeah, I'm with Mo on this. Um, to protect my own relationship, I'm probably separating from somebody that's capable of doing that. Because mm. it's just a matter of time before it happens to you. It's toxic behavior. Uh, for well, sure. My mom also brought up the same thing that you said where it now shifts the entire friend group dynamic where everybody's on the defense. Yeah. You know, if you know that somebody's done that and... Like, there's literal proof. Like, she sent a photo to somebody. It wasn't like, this is gossip, this is hearsay. It's something that is going to completely shift the dynamic of how we all hang out together. There's such a lack of judgment, a good judgment there, that I just don't trust her at all moving forward. Now, the difference here. So, if she had sent a nude to, like, some random man or whatever, like... You know, I I have friends who have had, you know, their partners cheat on them. They have cheated on their partners. I haven't excommuted, excommunicated somebody from my life because of infidelity, because I know that is a, it's not black and white. It's very gray. But you send a nude mm-hmm. within the friend group. Like. That's it. Yeah. You've That's, crossed a major line. You're trying to harm someone else's situation. It's, it's beyond just trying to harm your own. And your best friend. And your best friend at that. Mm, you know, I was trying to be a good friend, but I see that I'm in the wrong here. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's the Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Will NSYNC reunite at the VMAs tonight? So the MTV Music Awards are in New York City today and so are a couple of the members of NSYNC so far our head count we've got Justin Timberlake <gasps> he didn't count according to Cassie doesn't matter oh, doesn't matter he's not in the band doesn't he, matter he, he don't doesn't matter. carry the band uh-huh. anyone who loves NSYNC knows JC is the voice of the group Joey Fatone he's in New York that's nice but he's not the voice you of know, the band you know who's also in New York Chris Kirkpatrick Lance Bass and Possibly. J.C. Possibly? Possibly. So the only thing we know about J.C. is that he was photographed on a private plane. And Chris Kirkpatrick, he did post a 9-11 tribute that included a picture of a New York City fire truck, but that doesn't really confirm whether or not he's there. They did a reverse Google image search of it, and that photo is not anywhere on the internet, which indicates that he's the one who took it. Cassie... (laughs) You're smart and you have kids. You have kids. So, yeah, I was allowed to procreate. Can you believe it? it this would be epic. So, it, if it happens, this would be beyond epic. So, there's rumors going around that they are going to get together and perform at the VMAs. Dumois has put out this rumor as well. This That's all unverified information. But Dumois gets a lot of insider sources, tends to know things that we don't. And there's been talk about them putting new music together for the Trolls band together, which uh, Justin Timberlake has already been a part of. So it'd be the perfect time for it. Aren't they branding tonight's show, though, as a celebration of hip-hop? 
Do I yeah, have that right? It's the the show tonight is ending with a big tribute and celebration to it, which obviously like in sync wouldn't really be a part of that. But I mean, yeah. so many people are expected to show up and perform. It's going to be a huge night. It's the 50th anniversary of hip hop, mm-hmm. so they'll have a tribute, but it won't be the entire show. Gotcha. Yeah. So the rumor is there's going to be a big announcement at the VMAs, but we of course don't know. It could be anyone. It could be Taylor. It could be in sync. <laughs> They've been doing stuff. I think in LA with the marionettes, you know, from the um, "It's Gonna Be Me" video. Remember how they're all dolls. They've been doing little puppet shows with the new song that is coming out. And some people have received merch, like sync merch, like swag. It's being sent out. Oh, my God. I'm going to flip out. But I swear to God, if this is like, if this big reunion is going to be that lame performance like they did when Justin Timberlake received the MTV VMA Video Vanguard Award and they half-assed it on stage and that was it, I am going to be... Annoyed is the understatement of the year. <laughs> I need a tour. I need an album. I need a big song. I need a music video. I need something. And you said JC is the one holding everything up because he's like, I'm over the celebrity world, right? Yeah. In the past, mm. that was, I think, because Lance on his podcast, they were asked, he was asked about it. And um, I think everyone thought that Justin would be the holdup because, of course, Justin, it's, you can't argue, he is the biggest star out of all of them. Prol- prolific career, solo on his own. But he wasn't the holdup. It was JC because he's disappeared from the public eye, barely posts on Insta, on TikTok, this Meow Mix commercial that he did. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe those words just came out of my mouth. Um, <laughs> it's a banger, Cassie. It kind of is, though. <laughs> but that's the first time we've really seen him back in the public eye. He was behind the scenes producing and writing music for other artists. So I'm very excited. A lot of people seem to think that it's going to happen. So normally I'm a skeptic. Normally I would be like, let's not get too excited. But I really do think it's going to happen. Oh, wait, more. More scoop, unverified. <laughs> I forgot about this. Um, so a person on TikTok who's kind of become the, I wish I remembered her name, like knows a lot of NSYNC stuff, has been told that they are currently hiring tour positions <gasps> for NSYNC that she- they're putting together. Now this, you need to take this with a like giant boulder of salt. Okay. So this is a rumor at this point, but there is discussions that they have been hiring for a tour mm. and different positions for that tour. Should you go on tour with NSYNC? I would die. <laughs> Should you be one of their stage managers? Yes. Bye Hazel. Bye Max. Bye my kids. I'm going on tour with JC. You're going to have a new daddy. Okay. I know Cardi B is no stranger to reality TV, but I would really like to see her back on screen. Possibly. As a Real Housewife. I would love to see her in all of the Real Housewife franchises. Like, I feel like they've been getting a little stale. The storylines are kind of the same thing. There's always some kind of party and a girl's trip and they get in a fight. I think Cardi needs to be hired to shake it up a little bit. She would spice it up for sure. Oh, my God. (laughs) A 14-year-old is dead after taking part in a viral internet challenge. I'll tell you what trend your kids should avoid on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. What did Kristen learn on her vacation? that made her marriage stronger that might be able to help out yours as well. My husband and I took a family vacation to the beach with our two and a half year old. And um, half of the week and a part of the week, we had our assistant producer Katie there to help with Jimmy. So Bart and I could go on a date night because we realized that that is very important, especially being new parents. Um, And I say new, it's relative because he's two and a half, but still first time parents. And then we had some friends come down who stayed with us for a couple of days with their kid. Um, And we had a couple of days when it was just the three of us. And uh, after leaving the trip, um, something I realized, and it's so weird because it's so simple, 
Oh, you're not sure about that? Well, no. I am. Serious. <laughs> not agreeing with you. Whatever you're about to say, she already knows. It's it's so simple and it's so obvious. And it's so crazy how the things that are the most obvious can escape our vision sometimes, especially when it comes to our relationships. And, you know, Bart and I joke. He has his ear pods in all the time. We, we don't do a lot of talking in our house. Um, but, you know, we say it works for us. And that first year with our child was very difficult. It, you know, he and I have been together for 17 years, married for six. And for 15 of those years, it was just the two of us. And then we threw a new human in the mix and that's going to change things up a little bit. We were prepared for baby. We weren't prepared for how baby was going to affect us. And I think that's a very valuable lesson for all couples out there having kids for the very first time. Um, But on this trip... He and I had more physical touch than we've had in recent months. And I realized how important and how valuable that is to our relationship. We're talking about holding hands, walking down a beach, or we're talking about chow, pick a down, down. <laughs> I'm talking about both, actually. Um, so there was more cuddling. There was more, there was more physical touch of like an innocent nature. A little of a not so innocent nature. Oh, okay, girl. I'm not going to go into every detail, but. All I'm saying is you finally earned that UTI. Yeah, I did. <laughs> she gets them all the time, but this is this is the traditional way you get one back in my day. Back in, yes. <laughs> all the other UTIs have been a literal, literal pain in every area. This one, I was, you know what? I wasn't so mad at. You earned it. I did. I earned it. Um. And, you know, upon doing a little digging on the internet, um, found this. Persons who experience touch tend to stay together longer. Mm -hmm. Physical touch isn't just about keeping a relationship strong. It actually makes both persons happier in their relationships in the long run. New research conducted by the University of Denver showed that touch helps improve marital satisfaction and connection. And again, it seems like so obvious. And and Bart and I were not we're not a big PDA couple. Like you know, it, it, it at home or in public. Always been like that. Always been like that. Even from the start. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it was like we were more on top of each other in the beginning of our relationship <laughs> than now, because you know things evolve and things change, and you get in like different phases of your relationship. But I noticed a significant difference. And how we interacted and treated each other after we had those moments of physical contact. So the the place we were staying was pretty much vacant. Like we had the whole beach to ourselves. And at one point there was nobody staying in the house to the left of us. Nobody staying in the house to the right of us. And we got a pool and I got it heated because, you know, we got a toddler. And we put Jimmy to bed. And I was like... We're going to do a little skinny dipping. Let's go. Oh, okay. Hey. There is nobody there to watch us. Now, I'm all, I'm aware that I'm very prone to UTIs, so <laughs> nothing but swimming was going to happen in that pool. <laughs> it's overrated anyway. It, no. That experience is really overrated. No, no, Facts. A- a- absolutely it really not. Is. Yeah, you get to an age where it's like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> but just being in the pool together and having that touch, it just, there, there, was, like a, there was like a deeper connection the very next day sure. and, and like nothing like physical happened, but it was just being like being able to have that connection, which I, if I'm being honest, we've ignored. 
And I don't know if this is the same for men and for dads as it is for women and, and moms, but I'm touched out by the end of the day. <laughs> I love my son, Jimmy. I love how demonstrative he is. And he wants to be a mama's lap all the time. And he's crawling on me and touching me. And you get to a point where you're overstimulated and overwhelmed and you don't want anybody else touching you. Not your child, not your spouse, not your dog, nobody. Like, And so I think I just have to be cognizant of this is a different type of touch and a beneficial touch. Um, I'm still going to honor those moments when I need to have like my autonomy, but I also need to honor our relationship when I realize how important physical touch is. We even kissed this morning before I walked out the door. <gasps> Come on now. Right? You're getting x-rated here. We don't do that. <laughs> we don't even say bye. Like, I just wow. walk out the door and we kissed. And I'm like, that was a lovely way to start the day. Well, look at that. <laughs> well, how about it? We, I kissed my husband of 17 years and I liked it. <laughs> now, does he feel the same way or does he even? I, I can't really see Bart sitting down and talking about this. I have no idea. We have not talked about yeah, this. Yeah, okay. Like, he, he'll be when but he listens. A closeness, uh, a closeness. Yeah, it, it, it was unsaid. Like you could just, there, there was a difference and a shift sure. in the energy. And again, so obvious. And you think you would see it and you don't, you're blinded to it until it, like you actually do it. We're going to find out the shift in energies because mm-hmm. Bart was listening to a new podcast he really liked. <laughs> but, it, but I want to know like what, going into it, did you have this goal? Where, was there a no. goal to spend time together? It just sort of developed? Yeah, it was very, I think it was something we were both craving and we needed. And and you had time. We had time. Yeah. Because Katie was there. No, no, no. We didn't do that when Katie was there. You didn't have sex when Katie was in, no. in the house? No. <laughs> really? No. <laughs> so you, you, wait, I got other questions for you for bonus content. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Wasn't she with you the whole trip? No. She was only there for half of the, half the trip. Okay. So if she's anywhere in the house and no, no physical, no sex. I mean, I'm not going to but we did it. Okay. And our friends were there with a kid and no, we didn't. Yeah. Right. yeah we waited until everybody was gone. Um, and so it, it, it wasn't something that we had like on our to-do list to do it. Right. <laughs> But again, I think it was, I think we've gotten to a point now with Jimmy and we've gotten out of that dark period because that first year and the infant stage is so difficult. We're not as exhausted as we used to be. We had some help there at the beginning of the week with Katie. Um, so we got to have like our own downtime and then um, we just, we, we made each other a priority mm-hmm. and it was Lovely. Do you think you guys think as a general statement that people underestimate the value of the physicalness after you get married? Yes. You do. Uh, yeah, I, absolutely. I do and I think we did too. And I think I used to like justify it and like write it off as, well, what what works for us works for us. Like, you know, we don't necessarily need that. But truth be told, we do. Mm-hmm. And it's important. Um and I think everybody, it's its a spectrum. Some people need more. Some people need less. You just have to figure out what amount you need to have a successful, thriving relationship. And this trip just made me realize he's my husband. He's a priority. And we should be more mindful of the physical touch. Do it! <laughs> Nike has been telling you for years it had nothing to do with shoes. Nothing. You're on The Burt Show. She refuses to meet her best friend's boyfriend. She thinks she's got real good reason, but 
Is she being the a-hole? Cassie. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I've known my best friend since the first day of kindergarten. We had a similar upbringings, and for six years, she was my best, best friend. We lost touch a little, but we reconnected a few years ago, and we've remained friends since. Because we're both in long-term relationships and have demanding jobs, we maybe see each other once every six weeks for a couple of hours on a weekend. We're not best friends anymore, but I care about her because she used to be my best friend and her well-being, and I believe she feels the same about me. About a year ago, she started talking about moving on without her boyfriend. Just little things here or there, like mentioning moving to a place by herself, telling me she doesn't see them staying together past their lease expiring, and so forth. I kept my mouth shut. We're not 20-year-olds just figuring out the world, so I've learned over the years to stay out of other people's relationships. The last month or so, she's finally truly seeing she wants out, and I've offered to help her in any way that I can, giving advice on speaking to her landlord, offering to go look at apartments when she's ready, letting her vent, those sorts of things. Well, she finally had the talk with her boyfriend, and now he's blaming everything but himself for the breakup, and it's all my fault. And now she's waffling on trying to decide if she wants to stay with him or move on. Her boyfriend blames blames her job and me for the breakup, and she finally got a job making enough to support herself, and she's no longer having to rely on him, and now he feels that she's become snobby, and I truly believe he is actually trying to sabotage her job. I've told my friend exactly that. He's trying to sabotage your job by sending you horrible messages designed to upset you while you're at work. I don't believe she's told him what I said about him, but his anger is directed towards me. He's trying to isolate her. He's told her it's very weird that he's never met me and that I am the reason for their breakup. He's conveniently forgotten that he's been invited to go out with us several times and he chose not to each time. And his mother has been invited to go out with us and has gone out with us several times. At this point, he's now insisting that he not only meets me, but he wants to meet my boyfriend as well. And I refuse. I don't care for him. I have no reason to meet a friend, friend soon to be ex-boyfriend, nor will I entertain the demands of somebody like him. And that's where the problem lies, because my best friend is now on the fence about leaving and tells me that if she stays, it's going to be a problem if I refuse to meet her boyfriend because he feels it's weird that he's never met me. So am I the a-hole for refusing to meet someone I feel is not good for my friend? Mm. Oh, wow. No, I think she's being authentic, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have every right to, there, there is a spine line. You have every right to keep toxicity out of your life, but you also want to be a supportive friend. But your friendship shouldn't wreak havoc on your own mental well-being. This dude sounds incredibly toxic. And if you don't want to meet him and if you don't like him and he's had other opportunities to meet you and has not done so, and now all of a sudden it's on his terms and he wants to demand you do so, I don't think she's the a-hole. That's, that, that's to me what sounds weird is it seems like he's going out of his way for a specific reason to meet this girl. It doesn't seem like it's a natural organic thing to where like we're all going to hang out. We're all going to be like hang out in a, in a group and be together. And, you know, that's how you're going to meet my my boyfriend. To me, it seems like he's coming in like guns a blazing, like he's got an issue. And I... I don't think she's the a-hole, but I just don't think you're going to be able to avoid him forever. And so I think you should go into the situation knowing the context of everything and and come in prepared to handle it. Um, You just can't avoid him forever. It's a tough situation. And I've I've been there and I didn't know what to do either. And I decided that I wouldn't meet the person. I stood on my morals. And when it ended up going bad and my friend 
didn't have me around to support it, I felt bad. I felt like I did the wrong thing. But I understand not wanting to put yourself in a position because you feel like you're enabling it. So I don't really think there's a wrong answer, but I also don't think she's an a-hole. It's weird to me that the boyfriend wants to meet her and her boyfriend. Like, he wants to rope both of them into mm-hmm. it for some reason. And it feels like a weird ultimatum to me. But again, like, talking about your situation, Mo, if that happened and it went sideways, you automatically have the, like, I told you so hanging over your friend's head. And I just wonder if that's going to, like, throw off your friendship Forever. I also don't think that this has to be a permanent decision. Mm-hmm. I think you're allowed to say, you know what? I want to meet him right now. Yeah. Um, And put it off for whatever it's going to be. I think that's fair. Right? I, I, I think I that's fair. That would definitely make me feel some kind of way, though. I mean, even though I think it's totally justified in this situation, if I were on the receiving end of that comment and got told that you didn't want to meet my boyfriend, the amount of rejection <laughs> I would feel, right. maybe it's misplaced, but yeah. that would definitely make me feel some kind of way. No, it's not misplaced. <laughs> <laughs> it's placed very well. Yeah, it is. Get it. The Bird Show. All right, so Mo was on vacation this week, and one of his dudes almost drowned, but it wasn't even in the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't. It was in the most unlikeliest of places that I think a grown person would drown. And it makes me wonder what kind of other things may have happened to people while they were on vacations with their friends and maybe just had one too many. (laughs) Because this particular guy, I love going on vacation with him for this reason. He just always finds himself in these really weird predicaments because he just can't control his drink. He can't do it. (laughs) And there were days where I think it's tricky because if you're on vacation with your guy, and you have an entire day lined up. Usually, we'll have, like, some touring or some things to do in the daytime. Mm-hmm. You get a little nap in, and then you regroup, and you do whatever you do at night. Right. But this was one of those days where we went out, and it was supposed to be a nice little lunch, maybe a drink or two. We get something to eat, and then we go back to the room, take a nap, regroup. But this lunch turned into, like, they brought a DJ in there, mm-hmm. oh. and it's turned into a party. Once fourth gear starts, man, it is really hard to reverse. Exactly that. <laughs> Why is it so hard to shift down? Because you're having such a great time. And Vacation. You got, yeah, dopamine's oh. hit. That momentum is moving yeah. forward, Hell and you yeah. just can't reverse it. Last thing you want to do is slow it down and then try to jump start it again later on. Hell no, it's, let's go the distance. Let's just keep going, yeah. right? <laughs> and I think when we decided to keep going, we forgot how old we were. And, 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 and things don't work like they used to. You don't have the stamina you used to, do you? Nope, we don't. So we must have got there at about one, and I don't think we ended up leaving until about six. And the way uh, Columbia is set up, a lot of the places, which you think it's a, a, a selling tactic, but it's really not. It's just the way that the menus are set up. It typically makes a lot more sense to just get a bottle than it does to keep getting drinks, just the way the prices are set up. So we ended up getting a bottle between us, and it's just the two of us. And next thing I know, the bottle was gone. And that's when I knew we might have been in a little bit of trouble. <laughs> I'm curious, how much does a bottle in Colombia cost compared to the United States? So typically, in the places we went to, if you get one drink, it's $10. If you get a double, it's 20 So you figure between the two of us getting one double, you spend $40, right. whereas the bottle is about 65 Okay. So, so you're it, doing way better in Colombia. Exactly. It could cost you 250 bucks here. Bingo. So we get the bottle, we're drinking, we're turning up, we're having a good time. Now, mind you, we already had plans for later that night where we were supposed to end up going. But at this point, I'm looking at him and I'm like, what are we going to do? Do you want to just keep going or are we going to stop? And he tells me, I need about an hour. So I'm like, if I give you an hour, mm-hmm. I'll see you in the morning. Right. Like, I, I know where this is going. Can you rally? Oh, I can rally. Okay. I can go. That's the problem. He can't. Yeah, if I take that nap or I... 
come down, I'm not going back out. That's him. Uh-huh. So I'm telling him, I'm like, we already paid for this. This is like, this, this party that night was basically the main party we were looking to the entire time. Because typically the way vacation is set up, you only get like one Friday, one Saturday. Mm-hmm. So we had, this is the one Saturday. Like, this is the main night. This is where it's going down. I'm looking forward to it. It's like Super Bowl week and Super Bowl's here. Exactly. So we'll, he's like, no, I promise you, just give me an hour. I will be fine. This happens every single vacation. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So we go back to the room. I give him the hour. I don't hear from him. So at this point, I actually needed some time myself, so I wasn't mad at it. I give him another hour, bonus hour. Still don't hear from him. So I text him. Give him about 30 minutes. I hear nothing. Now I'm calling him, FaceTiming him. I'm getting nothing. So I'm like, this dude is knocked out. Yeah, he's passed out. He's passed out. But I'm like, you know what? Not this time. Not today. <laughs> you are not going to ruin my not Saturday today, night. Sing. Yes. Not today. You're going to get up, right? <laughs> so I go upstairs to his room. And he did tell me to do this because I don't want to be that friend. Normally, if you sleep, I'll let you sleep. Mm-hmm. But he was like, I pro- if, if I don't answer, come bang on the door. I always wake up when somebody's banging on the door. So I go to bang on the door. And as I'm banging on the door, I hear the shower running. And it sounds like it's coming from his room. But I'm like, that can't make sense because if he was in the shower, I would have heard back from him. Like, how? So then I keep banging on the door. And I know I hear the shower. But then I'm like, maybe I'm tripping. But I bang a couple more times. I get nothing. So I go back downstairs and I say, I'm going to just go out by myself, which I did. So the next, the next morning, I get a FaceTime from him. I think it's probably 9 in the morning at this point. And he looks like he just got out the shower. So I'm like, wow, you up and at it early. You must have really took it down last night. He said, bro, I fell asleep in the shower. Oh, oh, no. He literally passed out in the shower. He was passed out in the shower Damn. all night long. So just laid there in the tub as the water was pouring on him? Curled up. He said he even switched positions. He even turned around. What? He couldn't get up. That is a different level of drunk right there. <laughs> That's what I said. Can you Damn. imagine? And he said the water was still warm when he got up. So I don't think anybody had hot water the entire night. <laughs> was he all wrinkly like an old person in yes. his day? <laughs> he said the walls were messed up from the, from the steam of the shower the entire, the entire night. He spent like eight hours. Eight hours? Sleep in the shower. Damn. That's <laughs> the cleanest man in Columbia. <laughs> <laughs> the luckiest. Yes. Hey y'all, it's Katie here from The Bird Show. Pride unites us all and so does Atlanta United. That's why I'm giving you the chance to win a spot in The Bird Show's Pride Night Suite in celebration of Pride Month. That's right. Join me and The Bird Show crew on Sunday, June 2nd, as Atlanta United takes on the fierce rival Charlotte FC with kickoff at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We need to beat Charlotte, so we will be loud and proud. Believe that. Oh, and by the way, did I mention Atlanta United is giving away a -a one-of-a-kind Pride-inspired towel, plus a $5 donation to Lost and Found Youth, an Atlanta-based nonprofit that provides services to the LGBTQ plus youth, which is included with your Pride Night ticket pack. Remember, to enter for your chance to win a spot in the Bird Show's Pride Night Suite, head over to thebirdshow.com. To guarantee your tickets and Pride Towel, go to atlutd.com and click the Promotional Packs tab for more details. Can't wait to see you all there June 2nd at 4.30 p.m. Together, we are Atlanta. Atlanta United. See you there. Get it. The Bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Bird Show's entertainment buzz. Have you seen this trend going around on TikTok? It's called the one chip 
challenge. And a 14-year-old is dead after doing this viral challenge. It's so, been around for a while, though, uh-huh. no? It's been around for a hot second. And it's really scary because basically what these kids do is they get this one tortilla chip that's been dusted with two of the hottest peppers in the world. It's the Carolina Reaper and the Nagab Viper. And then basically the challenge is you eat this chip and you try and go as long as possible without drinking anything to numb the pain. And all the videos that you'll see on social media are people like sweating and shaking and like gasping for water. It's actually kind of scary. Tommy, didn't we have that? Mm-hmm. Didn't you get that chip for us and we did something with it? We did. I did. It was the uh, Packy chip mm-hmm. and uh, it comes in this box and you see it all over the internet. And Bert actually drew, we put it on a wheel or something. Mm-hmm. Bert, yeah. Bert ended up eating it and it kind of tore his stomach up all day. Not only that, uh, on the way home, and at that point I lived only like three minutes from the radio station, I literally had to pull over and I was like gagging. You know, like that, um, what do you call it? Just like you're not, I'm not throwing anything up, but there's like that saliva going on. Mm. Like retching almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was bad. Yeah, spicy stuff really can mess you up because your body, the reason why you sweat and you start crying is because your body recognizes it as like a foreign object. So your body's like, let me get this out. So basically, over the past year, there's been reports of kids um, having so many bad effects from doing this because all their peers are doing it. They want to be a part of it. So they do it and it ends up being a bad situation. And And there was this 14-year-old in Massachusetts that died um, pretty quickly after doing this. The autopsy is still going on. So, like, legally, I can't be like, this is the reason he died. But the obituary that his parents wrote kind of make it seem like this is the reason they believe why he passed away. This is one you can really like embrace. I mean, because there are so many that have tried this and you're thinking it's a chip and you're not going to die from it. Like the Tide Pod thing, when people were eating that and they weren't feeling so great, I'm like, yeah, it's detergent. I mean, use your head, right? This is just a chip. So you wouldn't think that that's the real risk here. It's made for consumption. Right. Yeah. Well, you see it in a store. You think, okay, well, if they're selling it and they're telling me to eat it, what's really going to go wrong here. So it's really a tragic thing. And there's so many of these trends that pop up, like the Tide Pod thing, even like the cinnamon challenge that people were doing a couple of years back. You do that, you think it's just cinnamon, what's going to go wrong? And then you're like, Egh. Yeah, Chris, it's cinnamon, what can go wrong? Yeah, you end up so in the hospital, right? I ended up on Dr. Drew's show. <laughs> Shut up trying to warn people of the cinnamon challenge. <laughs> what happened to you? So I did it on my old show. That's how long ago it was. This was over, this is like 13, 14 years ago. And every Wednesday we did the wheel of, and it was, it was stupid, but it was fun. And people enjoyed hearing us like do horrible things to each other. So it could be any painful thing on this wheel and For, you would spin it and yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. it lands on. There you were have to different do. themes every Wednesday. <laughs> like every Wednesday, we tortured ourselves every Wednesday. And we did the cinnamon challenge that when I had to eat a spoonful of cinnamon, we did no research on it. I did it and I accidentally inhaled it because it's like it turns, it doesn't even really turn to concrete in your mouth. It's just so hard to swallow. And like this plume of cinnamon comes out and I'm gagging and I'm choking and I'm vomiting and they think I'm like, you know, playing it up. And I'm like, no, that was really, really bad. And I started to have an allergic reaction. (gasps) No. And we were concerned I was going to go into anaphylactic shock. So I had to leave and go to urgent care. Ended up getting three different shots. A shot of fenugrin because I couldn't stop vomiting. A shot of fenugrin, a shot of cortisone, and a shot of Benadryl. And I'm actually on the phone at the urgent care 
because I was because it's radio on the sleeping, air on the air at, at the urgent care, um, and the doctor refused to come in and see me and tell me I, until I got off the phone. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the examples of why she got hired here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I ended up going on Doctor Drew's show talking about they had the video of it and me going. <laughs> With like all this cinnamon going like over. a fire breathing dragon. Don't, just don't be stupid like me. <laughs> Save that. Yeah. Okay, before I tell you what Leo DiCaprio's been up to in Ibiza, I need to share this clip with you from the common folk on an airplane. They're flying to Ibiza. And this is the one time I've been mad that we're a radio show and not a TV show because I wish we could share this clip because it is bonkers. But there's an audio clip going around of passengers freaking out when a flight attendant opens the bathroom door to see two people joining the Mile High Club. Are they cheering for the couple? Cheering for them. The, the best part about this clip is the, I don't like, did they not lock the door? They opened it and you can just see them bent over the toilet. Wow. I watched this clip this morning. Everybody on this flight was hammered. I don't know if Ibiza is our version of Vegas or whatever, but everybody is hammered and they walk into the, into the bathroom and everybody knows what's going on in there. And yeah, they forgot to lock it. So the flight <laughs> attendant just opens it up and there he is just hammered away. Going to work. Yeah, <laughs> can we do confessions of a flight attendant? who were like on oh, those yeah. flights to those party yes. cities, please. That'd be great. <laughs> For more stories, head to thebirdshow.com. Kakibas. Listen, it's The Bird Show. I do not interfere in my fiance's relationship with her baby daddy. Uh, ever. Except the other day. <laughs> I was about 90 seconds away from firing off a text that I was created in my head, but every time I did it, it just felt like it wasn't going to be received well or it was going to be received in a condescending way, even though my heart was in the right place. And there probably would be repercussions against her. Um, maybe. It wasn't going to be mean, but here's yeah. where I'm at. And here's, this is what I'm asking co-parents um, today. So um, my fiance's daughter is turning nine years old today. Oh, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday. Eliza's nine years old today. Wow. Crazy, man. Met her when she was a year and a half old. I can't believe she's nine years old. Anyway, um... I was having a problem the other day because when she came back over to our house um, for Tiffany's birthday, Tiffany's birthday is the 9th, Eliza's is the 12th, right? So on, she came back to our house like on the 8th or the 9th or whatever, and there was n no present and no card from Eliza to her mom. Which I have always felt is the responsibility when they're that young and they can't afford uh, a present or a card or anything. It's I feel like it's the responsibility of baby daddy or baby mama to make sure a present is given to the ex because you're sharing this child together. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and I feel strongly about this on a couple of different levels, um, because as I said last week, I, I think I told you guys that like, I feel like everything that I do in front of Eliza with Tiffany is m teaching her more about the way a man handles a relationship with a woman than it has to do with Eliza. Does that make any sense? No, uh, Bart mm -hmm. and I have had this conversation, and which is why we've never exchanged Christmas gifts before. But now we do something small because 
I want Jimmy to see that, like me gifting Bart something and Bart gifting me something and see us have those moments together because I think it's important for him to see a healthy, loving relationship. They are learning about their future romantic relationships yeah. based on what they see in front of them all the time. You tend to forget that, right? They absorb everything. They absorb it. So what I want, and I did this with my kids and my ex-wife also, even in our rough years of divorce when the kids were so young, I would still take them out to buy a gift for her or a card. We would do that together. And then I would give them that gift to give to their mother, right? Even in the toughest times, because you have to put the kids priority first, right? It was not easy to do because there's a lot of ego there and your heart's really not into it, but you know, it's the right thing to do. So when Eliza came over the other day and she didn't have any present, no card for Tiffany at all, I wanted to shoot the ex a text in a way that made him realize, like, this doesn't really have to do with Tiffany. This has to do with Eliza and your relationship with Eliza and what symbol that would be for her if you guys bought something for Tiffany together. But I couldn't create the text where... If I was receiving it, it would have sounded condescending. I get it. D- does she do that for him with Eliza? So that's a really great question. So I verbalized to my fiance. I said, I got to be honest with you, man. I-, I was about two minutes away from shooting your ex a text explaining all of that. And she said, well, I don't do that for him. <laughs> <laughs> and this is my question here is for you co-parents. Is that uncommon? one eight five five bird show Now, you guys aren't together anymore again, right? And they didn't have, like, a nasty breakup. Yeah. Um, They were young when they had Eliza, and they just turned into different people, and it didn't work out, right? It wasn't nasty, but it surprised me. I don't think one, personally, I don't think one is common. I don't think one is normal. I think whatever is works for your relationship. So if neither one of them do it for each other, I think that's fine because... What Eliza is going to witness is how you and Tiffany treat each other and how her dad and his significant, each, you know, treat each other. Mm-hmm. So she's getting healthy, romantic relationship role models in her life. It doesn't have to be her mom and dad. Right. And then I took Eliza out and we got her a card and uh-huh. I let her choose whatever she wanted for Tiffany. And yeah. we did that together. But to be completely honest with you, I would rather him do that than me. I mean, it was nice to do together. Yeah. But I think it's got a different meaning when it comes from true daddy and not bonus daddy. I don't know. I, I kind of disagree. Yeah. I, I, I feel like it, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer there mm-hmm. as far as which way you do it. I think you can go either way, but I do feel like it should go the way that you believe it should go. But I also feel like as a man, I don't think there's any way for you to send that text without it being received right. negatively. Right. And that's what I was thinking mm-hmm. also. It's like, how, how, can I, how can I send this and make it sound like it's coming from a good place? Like yeah. from here forward, and there was just no way to write it in my head that way. And maybe he didn't want to step on your toes. Like, since you and Tiffany are the one who are together yeah. and have been together for seven and a half years now, maybe he's like, that's something maybe. you can do with Eliza. Yep. <laughs> Good morning, Bert Show. Who is this? This is Rose. Hey, Rose, what's up? Hey, so I, I agree that once a new significant other is in the picture, I kind of feel like that's their thing to do with the kid. Okay, so, so you, I co parent. Uh huh. Yeah. So I co-parent with my 8 and 11-year-old, and we both have new significant others, and I think that's something that they should be doing with the kids. I think it would be weird if my ex bought me a present. Okay. So it's on you, man. You got to do it. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. It's the way it's turning out anyway. Uh But I didn't even think of it the other way around, like, because it doesn't feel like 
Kids don't feel like a baton to me. Like my responsibilities are over in this area just yeah. because baby mama or daddy has moved on. Don't think of it as a baton, but just think as it shifts. Like responsibilities shift between parents and co-parents and step-parents, et cetera. Um, okay, we're having fun, uh, problems with the phone. So I got 10 people on hold and I can't get anybody on. So, But it, it, it obviously has struck a chord. Yeah, well, you guys hit me like on Instagram yeah. and let me know how you handle that situation because there's a whole bunch of angles here I didn't even see. Yeah. It's a bird show. Thanks for listening. Get more bird show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at The Bird Show.